Chapter 15 of The Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeff Blanchard. The Homesteader by Oscar Mugeau. Epoch the Third. Love you, God. Hate you. The play they witnessed that afternoon was an emotional play and in a degree it sufficed to arouse the emotions in all three the meeting between orlean and her husband had been without excitement as if she had been expecting him she welcomed him and they had proceeded directly to a play at the studebaker theatre downtown when they were again in the street they went to another theatre where they purchased tickets to witness robert mantell in richelieu and later taking a surface car on state street proceeding to a restaurant near thirty-first street where they had supper after which they retired to the home of mrs merrily of course that one left them to themselves in due time and in a few minutes they were engaged in conjugal conversation after a time jean caught her hand and despite the slight protest she made he succeeded in drawing her up on his knee i ought not to sit here she said why not orlean he said kindly placing his arm about her waist fondly because because what dear she looked at him quickly he met her eyes appealingly she looked away and then down at her toes how you have fleshened he commented do you think so she returned inclined to be sociable it is quite noticeable and you are better looking when you are so oh you flatter me she chimed i would like to flatter my wife she did not reply to this she appeared to be comfortable and he went on don't you know that i have longed to see you and that it has not been just right that i could not and still she made no answer i never want to live so again i want you always orlean when did you leave home she asked now a couple of days ago and how long have you been here i came yesterday afternoon and when to mrs Merley's? this morning she was thoughtful then indeed they were getting along better than he had hoped there remained but one thing more if he could persuade her to stay the night at mrs Merley's and not insist on going home if he could keep her out of her father's sight until morning he would have no more worries that indeed was his one point of uneasiness keeping her out of her father's sight he recalled how he had refrained from buying a revolver when he left home it would not have been safe after all that had passed between himself and her father for him to have anything of the kind about and he was glad now that he had been sensible he drew his wife's head down turned her face to his and kissed her lips he caught the sigh that passed her lips he saw her eyebrows begin to contract what was passing in her mind duty then to whom he kissed her again and caressed her fondly this meant much to him he told her so then too it has been very hard on me wife for you to have stayed away a whole year awfully hard it was never my plans or intention for such to be he was full up now he wanted to talk a long time with her 
if they could just retire and talk into the night as they had done in the eleven months that had been theirs his confidence was growing all that was expedient now he felt sure was to keep the reverend out of it until morning by that time no further effort on his part would be necessary do you love me orlean he said now drawing her face close to his again she made no reply audibly but she seemed to be struggling with something within herself in truth she did not want to say that she did and she would not tell him she did not she let her arm unconsciously encircle his neck her hand found his head and stroked his hair while she was mentally meditative in the meantime his head rested against her breast and he could hear the beating of her heart oh my wife he cried intended for himself but she heard it it aroused her her emotion began to assert itself how long would it take for her to be his mate again at this rate how is everything back home she asked as if seeking a change he hesitated she looked down into his face to see why he did not answer directly he caught her eyes and she could see that he was not wishing to tell her something what is the matter jean she asked now slightly excited and anxious oh nothing he replied he wanted to tell her the truth all the truth but it was not yet time he feared until she had given up to him he decided to withhold anything serious there is something jean of that i am sure she insisted shifting where she could see his face more clearly if there is anything wife i would discuss it later now i can think of but one thing and that is you whereupon he caressed her again fondly she sighed then and her emotion was becoming more perceptible you are going back home with me to-morrow dear he dared to say presently for answer she shifted uneasily and then her eyes espied the clock on the wall it was five-thirty i think i should call up home she said thoughtfully he caught his breath and trembled perceptibly she regarded him inquiringly and here again we must remark about jean baptiste in the year of misery of agony and suffering in general he had endured he had settled upon one theory and that was that if he and his wife were to ever live together again and be happy the family were to be kept out of it perhaps if this could have been forgotten by him in this moment we would not have had this story to tell but when she mentioned her folks all that he had wished to avoid all that he felt he must avoid came before him as he saw it now if she called her father they would never live together again he was nervous when he anticipated the fact he started and took on unconsciously a fearsome expression please don't orlean he said beseechingly don't what she asked apprehensive of something she did not like call your father he said he wanted to tell her that if she called her father it would mean the end of everything for them but he withheld this now i wish him to know where i am she said protestingly and arose from his knee she stood away for where he sat hesitatingly in that moment 
she was not aware that she stood between duty and subservience as she saw it she forgot from her training that there was a duty she only remembered that she was obedient obedient to the father who had reared her so to be it was a psychological moment in their union near her the husband that she had taken regarded her uneasily he had come to her to do the duty that was his to do they were estranged because of one thing and one thing only and that was her father the man her husband would never yield to and as she hesitated between obedience to one and duty toward the other her life her love and future was in the balance which orlean she heard now from the lips of her husband listen before you go to the phone he became suddenly calm as he said this i married you two years gone now for better or for worse and until death do us part that was the vow that i took and also you i've done my best by you under the circumstances i gave you a home and bed that you left i gave you my love and i am willing to give you my life if that be necessary but orlean i didn't contract to observe the ideas and be subservient to the opinion of others to force me to regard this is to do me a grave injustice you cannot imagine appreciate maybe how humiliating it is to be placed in such a position i cannot explain it with you standing impatiently before me as you are i have come here to try and have you discuss this matter with me from a practical point of view surely having taken me as a god-given mate you owe me that you force me to honour and respect certain persons don't you she cried don't you insinuate my father she advanced toward him threateningly in her excitement and all sense of duty was gone only obedience to the one who had made it so remained that she should rally to the support of his adversary displaced his composure he had hoped to have her reason it out with him and he had prayed that he be given a little time and then all would be well he was aware that she was unequal to a woman's task not one woman in a thousand he knew would place a father before a husband but his wife was different she had been trained to be devoutly subservient to her father for that reason he was willing to be patient he had been patient but at the same time he had suffered much and her love and obedience to his worst enemy even if it was her father unfitted him for that with which he was now confronted he was fast losing his composure likewise his patience nothing in the world should stand between him and his wife he became excited now but calmed long enough to say go ahead or come to me there are two things a woman cannot be at the same time and he waved his hand toward her resolutely a wife to the man she has married and a daughter to her father with this statement he sank back into the chair from which he had partly risen he had said the last statement with such forceful logic that it made her stop pause uneasily and then suddenly she straightened and turning went to the telephone but when she called over the wire to her father all the composure that jean baptiste ever had left him all the suffering and agony that he had experienced 
from the hand of the other asserted itself he arose from the chair and came toward her his eyes were bloodshot his attitude was threatening she called to her father and the words she said were yes papa is this you yes i am at mrs Murley's, and ah uh, papa she hesitated and her voice broke from fear ah uh, papa ah uh, john is here papa yes john he is here she was trembling now and the man standing behind her saw it he saw her passing out of his life forever and desperation overtook him in that moment something within him seemed to snap he reached over her shoulder and grasped the receiver and pushed her roughly aside the next instant she was protesting wildly while mrs Murley was brought to the front by his loud voice screaming over the phone hello hello you he cried savagely hello i say how am i my god how could i be after what you have done to me my life why didn't i come to the house why should i come to your house when the last time i was there i was kicked out virtually kicked out do you hear you get away from here he heard in his ear and turned to see his wife gone wild with excitement her eyes were distraught her attitude was menacing as she struggled at his arm to try and wrest the receiver from his hand he heard the other saying something in his ear he did not understand it he was too excited everything was in a whirl around him he became conscious that he had dropped the receiver after a time he felt himself in contact with someone and saw the face of his wife in her excitement she was striking him she was trying to do him injury he became alive to what was going on then the receiver hung suspended he was in a grapple with his excited wife you you she screamed you abuse my father my poor father you have abused him ever since i knew you you will not respect him and then you come to ask me to live with you you abuser you devil do i love you god i hate you he made no effort to protect himself he allowed her to strike him at will and with a strength born of excitement she struck him in the face in his eyes she scratched him she abused him so furiously until gradually he began to sink he reached out and caught her around the waist as he lost his footing and fell to his knees as he lingered in this position his face was upturned she struck him then with all the force in her body he groaned as he gradually loosened his hold upon her and slowly sank to the floor and all the while she fought him she punctuated her blows with words some abusing him others in defence of her father at last they lay upon the floor while around her mrs Murley and the other girls begged and beseeched but she was as if gone insane as he lay with eyes closed and a slight groan escaping from his lips at her feet she suddenly raised her foot and kicked him viciously full in the face this seemed then to make her more vicious and thereupon she started to jump upon him with her feet but mrs Murley suddenly caught her about the waist and drew her away how long he lay there he did not know but he opened his eyes when from the outside he heard hurried footsteps he continued to lay as he was and then somebody pulled the bell vigorously 
Mrs. Merrily went to it, opened it, and let someone in. He looked up through half-closed eyes to see the reverend standing over him. In that instant, he saw his wife dash past him and fall into the other's arms. He heard her saying words of love, while he was aware that the other pacified her with soft words. They took no notice of the man at their feet. And then he saw them open the door, while the others stood about in awe. While the door was open, he caught a glimpse of the street outside, and of Glavis on the sidewalk below. The next instant the door closed softly behind them, and she went out of his life as a wife forever. End of chapter 15 Epoch the Third Love you, God, hate you.